Welcome to the Make Up 3 podcast. I'm James Johnson. Most of my friends know me as JJ. I'm a former world-class athlete who competed at the highest level in Greco Roman wrestling. So it was a natural transition for me to become a coach where I now tutor several America's premier athletes with an eye on the 20 Summer Olympics in Tokyo, Japan. Join me on the podcast with my best friend, Five Bears Sticking Return to Brother John Harris, who just happened to be one of the best sports journalists in the USA. Welcome to the Making the Three podcast. JJ, man, it's great to hear your voice. It's great to talk to you. It's great to be back on the Making of Three podcast again, back in the saddle. It's been a very, very interesting past few weeks, my man. And uh, I know a lot of listeners are awaiting to hear uh, your story, uh, your travels to Estonia for the Junior Worlds, and everything that happened off of that trip. First off, I got to ask you, man, how are you feeling right now? Uh, I'm feeling better, John. Uh, I had a, you know, I got to Estonia. Uh, I thought I had food poisoning and realized that uh, my appendix had ruptured. I had to have an emergency surgery. Man, that's, uh, I remember we, we, we spoke before you we're going to leave and you told me you weren't feeling well and you thought about maybe you were going to try to go out later and then I didn't hear back from you until you were in Estonia and you told me you'd have you had surgery I'm like what and I could only imagine flying all that way was it 28 hours from Phoenix 28 hours 28 hours Phoenix to Estonia uh, which I guess for our listeners is is where it's, I had to I had to ask you where it was Estonia. Estonia is one of the former republics of Russia, so it's, it's on the Baltic Sea. Wow, so twenty eight hours. You know you weren't feeling good. You thought maybe you had food poisoning. You're in another country, halfway around the world, and basically almost as soon as you get off the plane, what happens? Well, I got off the plane. Uh, we got picked up by their by their our host. It was you know the Estonian Federation. They took me to the hotel, and you know I went to my room. And I still wasn't feeling well, so I laid down for a little bit. My roommate was uh, in the room was from North Carolina. He came in the room and said, "Hey, I don't feel good. Uh, I need to talk to our team doctor." So the U.S. doctor came in and he. Uh, Examined me and he said, We need to go to the hospital right away. I said, What? He said, You don't have food poisoning. He said, I think your appendix rupture. And so they take him to the trauma center at the hospital in Estonia. They uh, run some diagnostic tests and find out that my you know, appendix is ruptured and septic. And the doctor there says that you know you need to have a surgery. So my craziness, I'm thinking I can fly back home. And so he says, you know what the word fatal means? And I said, yeah. He said, you won't make it back to the USA. So uh, they prepped me and I had surgery and I woke up a day later. Wow. I mean, if, if, if your physician or doctor had told you that and you were in Phoenix, it would have been shattering. But to tell you that halfway around the world, I mean, you weren't by yourself, but you weren't at home. Just describe that feeling. Just, uh, just totally, everything just going upside down all of a sudden. Well, I was in disbelief. 
you know, I've never had an appendix before and and, and known very few people. Didn't know anyone that ever had an appendix surgery job. I started talking to people that was telling me about what the coach said his son had a appendix operation was four, no one said five. Uh, told me later in her life, you know, you know, the president of Sunka said he had an appendix operation. And, you know, one of my athletes' father. So, and I didn't know the symptoms, you know, and, or what an appendix is like. And, you know, so it made me become more knowledgeable about reading about it. But I was really in disbelief because here I am. I'm going across the country to coach because I know I have a chance to put, you know, serve guys on the medal stand. And I was not going there to have a major surgery and be in the hospital for a week. So a lot of people have heard about having an appendix taken out or what have you, but given the fact that you had emergency surgery, was that a different, was there more severity to it than the normal situation? Yeah, it was because I, uh, you know, when I had the surgery, I had to have a, uh, a bag put on my side and cut me open, so. And uh, had to be drained, so you know they had to clean the stomach because it was septic, so they had to get everything out of it, and um, you know be on antibiotics, you know monitor blood pressure, and blood samples taken every day, and so um, then you know monitoring on the clock, you know so uh, it was pretty intense. It was life threatening. I'm very blessed, and I'm still here. God must have a bigger plan for me. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, you said you woke up a day later. I know sometimes when I used to travel, like covering sports, and especially when I was doing the NBA, and I'd be like in three cities in five days, and I'd wake up sometimes in the morning, and I really, literally didn't know where I was. What was that like for you when you woke up after the surgery? Were you did you know where you were? Were you disoriented? Were you scared? What what was what was going through your mind at that time? I was disoriented, and um, but you know when I woke up, you know the first thing that came to my mind was you know my children. You know I was thinking about Isabel and Fabian, and mm-hmm. of course thinking about my family and thinking about the team, and you know and um, just really kind of my blessings. You know, like trying to get a bear. You know what did happen, and and how does James Johnson readjust from that? and make it a an impact for his athletes at the World Championships while being in the hospital recovery. So you're in pain, you're in discomfort, you're not really eating. You're in another country, halfway around the world. So were you able to, and if so, how are you able to communicate? Because you were there for a reason. You were there with your wrestlers at the Junior Worlds in Estonia. So how did that work? As time went on, their competitions are coming up. Were you able to communicate with them? And if so, how how were you able to do it? Well, you know, all my athletes in the whole USA team knew what had happened. And, you know, I had three athletes there, Colton Schultz and Austin Nutter and, and uh, Nick Borkins at Russell Sunkiss. We had been in like a 10-day training camp in Phoenix before we had left. And, and actually, that Friday, we were playing games, and everything was normal. But uh, one of the things is, for us, you know, you have your draw before the start of your weight 
class the next day. And so uh, one of the other coaches sent me the, uh, the, uh, the brackets sheets and I looked at, you know, what country my athlete was competing in. And so uh, I'm always sending them little tips and corners about things that we were working on. So as the tournament went on, I kept texting them little things about what to do, how to stay focused, uh, you know, their mindset. And I always tell my athletes, you're not tech, you're not paying, you can still win a match. You got to have a, a no-quit mentality. You got to keep fighting, you know, because a match can change in a split second. You know, you could be uh, winning. Like an example, Austin Nutter was losing 6-0 in the bronze medal match. And he got behind the guy, threw him and pinned him at 144 to win the bronze medal, which I was really proud of him because 10 days before, his grandfather passed away and we flew him back to Wisconsin and we called him saying I'm coming back and came back to camp and I think that was really a momentous switch for him because when he called me after the competition I said no God allowed your grandfather to reach for heaven for that one moment to give you that opportunity to seal a special bond between you and him and, and so you know it's about communicating you know through uh social media, you know, as we do always, you know, and just, you know, sending positive you know, vibes and things because you don't want those athletes to feel down because of your situation. They're there for a reason. And, you know, my, and my, um, and my, uh, talk to them as always, our goal was to get on the podium. You know, we don't want to be a tourist. We want to be on the podium where there's a goal to silver our problems. And we accomplished that, you know, when, uh, USA won three medals, and, and um, we won two from Sunday's Wrestling Club. Now, you mentioned Austin. Uh, who else from Sunkiss, you know, that you work with uh, did well out there? You can, let's, let's talk um, about that a little bit. Colton Schultz, uh, you know, he's the number one ranked heavyweight in the USA. Uh, he signed with Arizona State, so which is where we trained at. And he was wrestling the junior worlds for the second year. Last year he got a bronze, and so coming back this year, you know, he, he made it to the finals and got a silver, so he wrestled really, really well there. And like I said, we had been in camp for 10 days in Phoenix. And so that was extra special too. And so we talked and, and our response was great, you know, and you know, and like you know, I said, I told him about, you know, staying focused on the task of hand. I said the coach is gonna be fine, you know. And, and, you know, the Christian athletes, too. And I said, you know, God has us all where we need to be at. And we just need to focus and do what we need to do and everything will work out. So I have to assume that knowing how they did, despite how you were feeling physically, maybe even mentally, that had to make you feel better. That you said they weren't, they didn't go over there to be tourists. They went over there to compete and to stand up to, at the medal stand. So they did that. So that had to help. Uh, among everything else that was going on with you, they 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 got through it. You know, and they, maybe deep down they did something for Coach too. They wanted to do that for you as well. But that had to be a good feeling for you. I mean, you're going halfway across the world. That's a lot of traveling for everybody. Yeah, it is a lot of traveling for everybody. But for me, you know, I was really happy. Uh, with you know both of them, you know, competing on USA team competed well. We won three medals, most medals we ever won on a junior world championships. 
And so, you know, we made history there. And that was great. I got to see uh, what match. I got out of the hospital last Sunday and then uh, I went to the arena for about an hour and came back and, you know, I really down because that's all the energy I had. But I tell you, when you see your athlete performing adversity, losing a grandparent and not having a coach here, and we have, a, you know, a great coaching staff, you know, and great athletes. And, you know, so it was just a blessing all around you know, and you know, a lot of positive energy. And so when you see that as a coach, whether you're healthy or you're not healthy, it excites and motivates you in your own mindset to know that you're mentoring and leading young men in the right direction. So, okay, before we get on, I want to get back to you. I, just, I do want to get back to you and your situation, but how you guys did in Estonia, the Junior Worlds, what does that mean? What do we what do we take from that moving forward? What is that, their success in that competition, what does that mean? Uh, that means, you know, our, our younger athletes are, they're growing with the plan that we have in place for Greco-Roman wrestling in the United States. And, and we have a great building base for the future, you know, because these guys will become seniors. Some of them are going to try out for the Olympics next summer. And um, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, the Olympics is always given to the senior athlete. Anything can happen, you know, so it always has, you know, the, you know, the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. We all know that in the sports world, and so... You know, I think some of these guys have a shot. You know, but as far as our future, our vertical program for our younger guys, you know, look excellent yourself for the USA in the future. Well, that's great news and, and a lot of exciting news. You know, there's a lot of competitions coming up to look forward to, like you say, before we even get to the uh, 2020 Summer Games in Tokyo. So we'll be definitely keeping an eye out on that. And, and bring in the news, the latest news to you whenever that we can on the Making of Three podcast. Let's get back to you for a minute. You're back home now. How are you feeling? What's your timetable? What's your schedule, schedule moving forward? Uh, my timetable is uh, resting up and healing about a couple weeks and just relaxing. You know, recovering. You know, obviously, you know, when you have a a major surgery, you know, there's not a lot of stuff you can do, so I'm just kind of relaxing, you know, instead, you know, mentally uh, motivated, you know, you know, studying, you know, uh, videos, and we have our senior world championships coming up in Kazakhstan the 14th through the 27th of September, so get ready for that, and it kind of pushed my trip back a little bit, because the doctor said that it's better if I stay here, and over the next couple of weeks in case it don't happen. So, you know, I'm going to listen to the doctors, you know, and you know, Tracy Hancock is wrestling, you know, but he didn't start on the 15th. So, what I'm doing with that, and so I'm, I'm just following the doctor's order and just trying to get better and uh, stay motivated and keep our athletes motivated because in Kazakhstan is our qualified tournament for the Olympic Games in Tokyo next summer, so we need to have a monster production from our senior athletes there. Now, I know just listening to you talk now, I remember the first conversation that we had uh, following your surgery, and I was all I'd had from you was a, was a text message, so I didn't know what was going on, and it was really hard to figure out, and I heard your voice 
initially and you know it kind of scared me and I'm like man my man you know that that powerful bass in his voice it's always booming I didn't hear that I knew you were hurting I knew you weren't feeling well to hear you now I mean it brings a smile to my face it makes me know that things are getting better for you and it's just going to be a matter of time before you're back in stride like you've always been quite an experience for you you know, probably also quite a learning experience. It's not something that you plan to deal with ever, but these things happen in life and you've dealt with a major, major challenge. And I think, like you said, you'll come out a better person for it, a greater understanding of uh, who you are and just appreciate the things that you have. You're a U.S. Olympic wrestling coach. You've got some great wrestlers. You've got some great kids. And, uh, hey, you got a great Making a Three podcast, dude. Thank you. Well, you know, it was a learning experience for me because, honestly, nobody uh, really knows a lot about, you know, the appendix. You know, like, my advice to a lot of people is that, and as a doctor told me, you know, you can have stomach pain, you might know, have think you have gallstones or kidney stones. Uh, but you know what the doctor said there because we had conversations every day and so you know if you're having pain you know go to the doctor and just tell them check for that first because because a lot of times you know an appendix is misdiagnosed you know my aunt told me when she uh, had her appendix taken out you know she uh, runs a, a nursery in Virginia and she went to work and she was having some stomach pain, and so she's about noon. She could barely stand up. She couldn't even make lunch for the kids at the nursery. So she went home and you know, told my uncle that she wasn't feeling well. But he said, "Oh, maybe she's got an upset stomach." So she said she grabbed the keys. And she was gonna take herself to the hospital, and he took her there. She got there, and 45 minutes later, she was in surgery. You know, so <laughs> it just depends. I think that you know we need to be more aware of little things like that because sometimes we put those little things off as maybe it is food poison stuff but it's better to be safe than sorry in my case I got really blessed because you know I don't know you know I think you know things happen for a reason in life you know so I'm okay I had a lot of people from around the world praying for me my athletes coaches from other countries you know friends saying you know the wrestling community is very strong and so, you know, I'm just thankful to have those people in my life, you know, to be there to support me during this time. Well, this was a, this was a different Making It Three podcast, a special Making It Three podcast, uh, a real life Making It Three podcast. Um, it's one that I'll think about and remember for a long time. I'm sure our listeners will as well. Like we always say, we couldn't do the Make the Three podcast without our listeners. We appreciate each and every one of you guys. Uh, Coach JJ is doing a whole lot better. And the next time you hear us on the Make the Three podcast, he'll be doing even better. We love you, bro. We appreciate our listeners. And, you know, just stay tuned for another Making the Three podcast. You can always catch us on Spotify and other multiple platforms. Until again, We'll see you.